0: Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 340 of HER, the podcast where you're gonna hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her muscles, again and again and again, because you know how obsessed I am about this. Oh my gosh, and of course, we have our wonderful Gretchen Reynolds of the New York Times to enlighten us, what can I say, one more time, Before we start, just know that this episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to smartypantsvitamins.com. And here's your first reminder to click on iTunes after the episode to rate and review the show, because I'm all about your feedback. That's what it's all about. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast, the naked
1: truth about women,
0: her mind, her body, her life. It's all about Her. Gretchen, welcome back to the Her podcast. Oh my goodness gracious. And for the two people on this planet who may not know who gretchen is (laughs) she is the author of the popular phys ed column for the new york times and it posts online as part of the well blog i mean that whole section is just killer and also appears in the print edition of the paper science times it's it's regularly is among the week's most emailed stories and several columns from Fizz ed have been among the most viewed and most emailed stories of the year at the new york times so make sure you stay up with Fizz ed because i'm all about it so gretchen how are you doing in the pandemic you little runner you
1: <laughs> <laughs> i you know this the... Obviously, this time has not been easy for anyone. I, I I will say I think I've actually spent more time running, and that's because I need even more mental health breaks than usual. So that's when I gather up my dogs and go hit the trails, and you know that that's how we have gotten through what continues to be a, a worrisome and discouraging time.
0: Yeah, that's, that's kind of putting it uh, lightly, to say the least. How have you been able to cope? I mean, how how much does your physical activity count for coping?
1: <laughs> it, it, it It is everything for coping. And, and, and I do think that's true for a lot of people. And I also think that's been one of many, many reasons that people have found it hard to cope is because a lot of people with children at home trying to dial into the office, they actually have had no time at all to exercise. And so it has been one more stressor on top of every other stressor, which is why I wrote the column that we're going to be talking about, or partly why I did, because A lot of us are looking for sort of how little exercise can we fit into our life and have it be meaningful? And that's one of the reasons that I was drawn to this study and to this whole area of research is, are there ways to fit exercise into a super packed life and have it still be physically and mentally meaningful, useful,
0: I love it. Well, so the title of this one column that made me pick up the phone and go, all right, Gretchen, you're back again. Report to duty um, was exercise vigorously for four seconds. Repeat your muscles may thank you so that's one of those rinse and repeat situations so what what was this all about you know the subtitle on this was high intensity interval training has surprising benefits for fitness and physical power but don't stay seated the rest of the day okay
1: (laughs) all right go for it Well, I, I, as I said, I, I, I've been writing about high-intensity interval training, and, and many people have obviously been been um, interested in that topic for for a couple of years now. And that's partly because the real allure of high-intensity interval training is that you can, in theory, get a meaningful, good workout in a very short period of time by by exercising harder, by pushing yourself, and that it's intervals because you push yourself hard for a certain short period of time, then you take a break, then you push yourself hard again. And it looks like you can, by doing that, by doing, say, 10 minutes of interval training, you can probably get the same or even more physiological benefits than maybe an hour of walking. So that's great. <laughs> I mean that there there's a lot to be said for a short workout. But but what has not been clear in that is precisely how short that workout can be. And since I selfishly am interested in things that affect my life, I, I am always wondering what is the least amount that I could do and have it still in effect count. For the sake of my body and my brain. And this study, it's actually part of a whole series of studies that looked at what has to be the shortest possible meaningful interval, which was four seconds. And, and that's, I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but it does look like four seconds. If you do four seconds of very hard exercise, you then take a break for about a minute, maybe less and you repeat it, you can, in fact, get considerable gains for your aerobic fitness and for your muscle strength and muscle
0: mass. Now, how is that possible? What is this, snake oil? (laughs) Come on now. How does this work? Well,
1: in this case, the, the study came out of a lab at the University of Texas that has been working with professional athletes and collegiate, you know, elite athletes for quite a while. And they developed this uh, machinery. It's basically a specialized type of stationary bicycle that has a really heavy flywheel. And, and if you haven't ever ridden a stationary bicycle, that's the wheel on the front that spins. Um, and in this case, it's really heavy. And, and has no resistance on it. So it's, it takes a lot of effort to start that wheel turning, like a lot of effort. And so they used this particular type of stationary bicycle with the professional athletes to test how fit they were. And one of the things that they found was that within two seconds, people who were really fit could reach their absolute maximum aerobic effort and their maximal sort of muscle effort pushing this wheel. So in two seconds, they were at their physiological max. Well, the scientists thought, okay, if it takes really elite athletes two seconds to reach their physiological max, it would probably take the rest of us twice as long. And that was four seconds. (laughs) So what they thought was, let's see if, four seconds of really hard exercise. And, and it, it is hard. It, it's what they call maximal effort. If you do that for four seconds and then you stop and take a break while you're sitting on the bike for about 56 seconds, and then you do another four second interval and you do that in this case, at least 15 times, which is one minute of actual exercise. Will you actually improve your fitness and will you make your muscles stronger? And that really is a tiny amount of actual exercise. And so they did a series of experiments and some of them were with young college fit students and some were with those of us who are middle aged um, and not as much in shape because they wanted to see if this kind of really abbreviated interval training, if it could help both people who already are in shape and people who need to get into shape or who need to maintain basic fitness. And what they found was it seemed to help both groups. It helped people who were fit and it helped people who were middle-aged and out of shape. And, And that's really, I mean, that's pretty exciting that you could do so little exercise, and still have it actually
0: help. I mean, I, I I consider it the shame factor. It's hysterical. It's like, come on now, it's four seconds, please. You know, I mean, it's not like I asked you to sit there for an hour and a half on the treadmill and and just do a bunch of you know running and back and forth four seconds so you know this they use a flywheel in this thing so really at the end of the day if someone were just like a walker you know i um, someone who you know walked on a fairly frequent basis but you know they're not some kind of elite athlete could they just really like the, crank it up to you know maximal you know effort for four seconds and they're walking would that work you-
1: Probably, I, I talked to the scientist about this at some length because I don't own one of those specialized bicycles that has a heavy flywheel. And what he said is they have worked with particularly middle-aged people to try and find sort of the kind of exercise that would give them what what they call a you know big enough stimulus to their their body to you know be effective within four seconds. And what they found in general is if you're just walking and you just try and pick up the speed, it's probably going to take you at least five seconds to really get moving. What he said was the thing that they found that seems to work the best is going up a hill. Because you almost immediately, your heart starts pumping more, your muscles start having to put out more effort. And it did look like going up a hill, you could start to get to a a pretty high level of effort within about four seconds. So it may be pretty hard to do that just on the flat ground, even if you pick up speed. And he said they did that with both walkers and runners. So it, it's probably going to be better to do it on a hill or do it on stairs. And it does look oh, like going upstairs the speed. Oh, that was my other question. Yeah, stairs. Yes, stairs. He, he said they had both, again, middle-aged people and college students going up the stairs, and they often had them doing it two at a time, which, you know, if you are going to do that, be a little careful. Um, don't trip yourself. But it does look like four seconds of essentially jogging up the stairs will provide enough stimulus to your body, and and that's the key. What what that the reason that four second intervals seem to be a really good um, amount, brief as they are, is that if you try hard enough, it will stimulate your body enough to get all of these various biochemical processes going, but it won't make you hate the exercise so much that you never want to do it again. You're done really quickly. Four seconds is really fast. Um, And then you can take a break. So go up, you know, jog up six steps, then walk for a minute, jog up another six steps um, or walk down and then go back up. The nice thing is, and the reason a lot of people told the scientists they liked this workout, is because it never made them feel awful. By the time, you know, four seconds is over so fast, you're not getting to the point that you really wish to, you know, shoot your instructor. You can keep going. And even though you are working harder than you would ever work if you were just running for an hour, it's over so quickly that you can keep repeating them without feeling exhausted.
0: Fantastic. I absolutely love it. So, you know, I was reading um, the article, and and the picture that went along with the article also showed, you know, a bunch of uh, fairly uh, athletic people, you know, really attacking a staircase is, is the only nice way I can put it. Poor staircase was like hemorrhaging by the time these people got through, you know, <laughs> beating on it. But, um, you know, here are some numbers, you know, from what you wrote, um, 13% increase in crucial aerobic fitness, 17% increase in muscular power. And this was all measured by how many Watts they produce while pedaling the bike. Wow. I mean, the, you know, it wasn't like you know one percent increase or two percent. No, we're talking thirteen and seventeen. That's that's fairly remarkable. And
1: and and the the study that in particular I was writing about with those numbers was actually in people who were already in shape. So they actually added that on top of what was already a good base of fitness. An earlier study that they did with middle-aged people who had never done any kind of interval training, they actually showed even greater improvements within, I I believe it was six weeks, it might have been eight weeks, um, that within less than two months, they had gained close to 20 percent in their aerobic fitness, and they had added a pretty substantial amount of muscle mass to their legs. And that's really important when you're middle-aged, which is when you start losing muscle mass. And that was with what amounted to about 10 minutes in total of exercise. With one minute, they, they did you know 15 repetitions of the four-second intervals. With a minute or less in between. So that was one minute of actual hard exercise um, with a you know nice break in between, and they gained at least twenty percent in fitness. And that's really impressive. And since as you and I both know, it looks like your aerobic fitness level is one of the best indicators of how long you're likely to live.
0: Absolutely. In
1: middle age, if you can add to that, you may change the arc of your life. And and that's pretty incredible.
0: All right. Now, in your subtitle, you said but you just can't sit on your ass the rest of the day. So, let's just say, you know, you you were able to intersperse some of these little sessions of high-intensity interval training, but what about sitting the rest of the day? It's okay. All right. It's me and Zoom. Right? So now what? What would people do?
1: Well, that, that's actually one of the things that I, I really did want to stress in that column and, and now is just doing an interval session in the morning does not give you license to then sit the rest of the day. And and that's actually a real concern among some of the scientists who are looking into things like high-intensity interval training because typically you do that maybe three times a week, which is about as often as you can do intense exercise. So that's four days a week when you're not exercising. It also is about, you know, 16 hours a day when you're not exercising. If you then just sit pretty much in uninterrupted hours of sitting the rest of the day, you can pretty rapidly undo the health benefits of the, the exercise you did and and I actually wrote about that in a, a um, column that's just appeared that was looking at some of the the problems with being totally sedentary for hours on end which are that it does tend to lead to an accumulation of blood sugar and cholesterol that start building up pretty quickly if you sit, even if you exercise in the morning. And so what it looks like you really need to do is do your interval training in the morning. Get, you know, great. Set aside 10 minutes. Tell your kids, your husband to leave you alone. Um, Run up some stairs, whatever. And then the rest of the day, try and get up. It, It looks like every half an hour, for at least three minutes of just moving around in any way at all. That means walking. It means, again, if there's a stair nearby, just stroll up the stairs. This does not need to be intense at all. It just means you need to get some of the muscles in your legs to contract. So they use some of the blood sugar that otherwise is building up in your bloodstream. And it also makes sure that you're if it all your entire vasculature is healthier. If you can get up every half an hour and move around for about three minutes, it appears to have a pretty potent effect on metabolic health. So don't just do your interval training and sit all day. Try somehow to just keep moving at least every half an hour.
0: Ah, okay. So, What I like to do is I like to have people get up and do a variety of things. Like, for instance, a little balance work. How about standing on that one Mm -hmm. leg? And um, just, you know, kind of changing it up. I love stretches, love, love, love stretches. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'll do a hip flexor stretch even when I'm sitting. You could do it any way you want to. There's so many stretches. People don't, you know, they discount stretching. Um, It's not just (laughs) always about aerobic um, because you have all of these other things you have to think about, your flexibility, your balance. Um, And how about strength? Um, How about picking up just a inexpensive um, uh, little uh, rubber tubing and just doing some nice strength training right there no problem whatsoever even if you have a little kettlebell you could do some goodies with that too um and i kind of look at like one of these zoom desks as it were and surrounded by all kinds of little accoutrements i actually have a a little yellow box um that i oftentimes use for my transitions in triathlon i just turn it upside down it's like a little yellow crate with my name on it and i just throw everything in there And I just choose and whatever comes up next. I just sort of play with when it, when it appears that I just really don't have a boatload of time. But I think that a lot of people, and you said this so well, I think that a lot of people um, really feel as though, okay, I got my physical activity over with, now I'm going to sit on my ass the rest of the day. Um, You know, I got a newsflash for people. It, you know, when you were working on a farm, when you were a little cave person, when you're kind of out there in the wilderness and all the rest of it, what did you do? Did you just do something for five minutes and sat on your ass the rest of the day? In order to be able to survive, I don't mean fitting into your little size six, whatever, survive. You had, you are on the move. And that's what we were built for. And now look what we've done. Uh, okay, Gretchen, we've made a huge mess of this, you know, <laughs> in our society. <laughs> it's just he, he, a mess.
1: We, we have. We've certainly, I mean, we, there's a lot of talk about, you know, obesogenic environments that promote people eating too much. But we what we also have done is is built worlds that make just simple movement much harder. We we have huge parking lots that, you know, you don't need to, to walk very far. We have escalators. We have, you know, very few sidewalks. So every exercise scientist I have ever talked to said they aren't nearly as interested in how much people exercise as in how much they move. Because exercise is great. I I love exercise. We started this out by talking about, you know, how much I love running and I love biking. But in terms of some of the health benefits, life benefits, you will get at least as much and possibly more by just not sitting. It doesn't have to be exercise. And in the study that I wrote about where they looked at how to break up sitting, that they asked people to just get up and do some of exactly what you were talking about. They had them do wall squats. They had them march in place because it was done in an office setting, a real world setting of how can you break up sitting in ways that are feasible for people who, you know, normally just sit all day that they will do and that will have an effect on their, their metabolic health. And if they walked up and down the hall, if they walked to the next office to talk to their one of their coworkers, if they did as i said wall squats, if they uh, did two or three jumping jacks, if they did that every half an hour and they did set an app on their phones, but it turned out their metabolic health was much better after 3 weeks than the same group of coworkers who didn't do anything. So that's a really small change that you can make in in your working habits. And if you're working from home, it may be even more important because it's so easy to just sit there, be on the Zoom, be in your little office, just not moving. And it's wonderful to do the intervals in the morning. But then if you just sit all day, you really do undo a lot of the health benefits of your exercise.
0: I have a I have a little hack that I love to use and that little hack is um, something called the balance board and I have a standing desk well I have a desk that goes up and down it's one of those versa desks and uh, you know when I just get so sick of sitting that I'm up and then when I you know I have had enough of that I'm down again so that helps a lot but I found that just standing there was making me crazy. Um, it was just boring. And so I got one mm-hmm. of these balance boards and it is absolutely, actually I had the, the founder of the company is called fluid stance on my show. And oh my gosh, it is absolutely the best. So, you know, what you do is you just stand on it and you balance um, and it's got a nice little, you know, cushiony top. Uh, so it's nice and comfortable with whatever you're using and it just feels wonderful, uh, to continuously kind of, um, move my hips. And, um, you know, and also you go, um, twist your body. I could go twist, you know, all the way to one side or the other while I'm on the balance board. Cause it's on one little kind of, you know, um, central area where you balance and it just really works like a charm. Have you ever tried anything like that? I think I,
1: you, you've seen my office. Um, no, actually I, I work, I have a small office, but when I'm ready to stand up, I just take my computer and go in our living room where we happen to have a counter that is just the right height, which is a reminder to everyone. You don't have to have a fancy standing desk, just find a countertop or something that's the right height. And I happen to have a, one, one of those, it's a half of a balance ball and I will stand on that while I'm typing at my computer. And the nice thing is because I'm right at the counter. If if I do start to wobble, I can just grab the counter. But but it, it does, it makes it more fun. It makes it more interesting. It also does make it more exercise. And it gives my husband another reason to laugh at me. If I'm standing there and working. I know, <laughs>
0: I know. Seriously, I'm standing and I'm balancing. And, you know, my husband goes by and he's like, oh God, here she goes again. But you know what's really interesting about... The balance board for me is um, there was some really nice science that went behind it. And it's one of our pals It's oh, my goodness, who could it be? It is James Levine, uh, professor of medicine (laughs) at the Mayo Clinic. And he was the one who said the chair is out to kill us. Um, And he also said sitting is the new smoking. And um, I I, I just happen to agree with him. I, you know, sitting is just so. Strange and addictive and weird and it doesn't make you feel good and yet people just sit there forever and and as their whole body contracts and and there you have it. So I guess the reason why I brought all of this up, it was such a delightful little digression, um, is, is the whole issue of you got to get up. So, you know, when I read your article, uh, you know, I'm already, you know, pretty active and, and back and forth. And I'm telling you right now, it's a rip. So I set my uh, timer at one minute. I want to see what I could do in one minute. And I got to say, I got that little heart pumping (laughs) and it really, really, really worked. I loved it. Um, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Worked for me. But you know what's good is when I have only like 10 minutes between um, virtual meetings and things like this. That's exactly what I do. And lo and behold, Gretchen, good grief, I'm starting to travel. (gasps) did she say that <laughs> and we're, we're laughing? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've been, do, I've been doing some work with uh, an MIT up in um, Boston, MIT team. You know, I find myself, you know, if I'm at the gate or somewhere else, I mean, I'm not sitting on my little, you know, behind. I'm moving around the gate. I'm just, you know, continuously like a shark. Just keep <laughs> moving. It feels so much better, especially when you know you're gonna be stuck in an airplane Um sitting where you don't have like a whole lot of choices. So, you know, once again you've reminded us of the fact that we gotta keep moving, right? We gotta keep moving yes,
1: and that's one of the things that I would tell people too is that there are all these, you know, sort of high intensity interval training formulas that and classes that will tell you, you know, this is the one way to do an interval workout. Well, it's not that there is no science that says this is the only way to do any kind of exercise. The nice thing about doing intervals is all you need to do is get your heart rate up for a short period of time, because that does seem very potent. Do that once in a while, pick up the pace. And then the rest of the day, don't worry about exercise. Just worry about moving, moving in a way that gives you pleasure because it, it will give you pleasure. That's our, our bodies really don't like being still. So find a way that it, dance with your kids in the, the the living room, especially if they're not back at school and are not in PE. Find the app that there's an app that you know makes going for runs as if you're being chased by zombies. Do that with your kids. Do anything that is fun, hop in place, anything at all. And what you will find, and the science is very clear on this, is the more you move, the more your body will want you to move. There really is a a dynamic to it that people who rarely exercise or rarely move think they don't like it. But when you start, if you can stick with it, and that means Something as simple as going for a walk with some regularity, almost always people do find if they stick with it, it starts to become something they crave. And it can be the time you have to yourself. If you're really tired of this whole pandemic thing, tell your husband he's watching the dogs, he's watching the kids, get your your best friend and go for a walk in the park it can absolutely change how you feel about that day, how you feel about your work, how you feel about everything. It it, it is, it's the most important thing you can do for your mental health right now.
0: I love it. I'm so inspired. Just a moment. I've got to run. No, I don't. I have to end this thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I just, it's also an impossibly gorgeous day today. So, Everyone, of course, we've been listening to Gretchen Reynolds, and she is the author of the popular, way popular, uber, super popular phys ed column for the New York Times. And we have been talking about her column, um, which came out um, August 11th of 2021, and it was called Exercise Vigorously for Four Seconds, Then Repeat. I always like to say rinse and repeat. Your (laughs) muscles may thank you. They're not gonna be may, there's no may about this. Your muscles will kiss your behind, they'll feel so good. That's exactly what the deal is. And if you wanna, seriously, want to learn more about her wonderful work, just run on over to the New York Times um, under phys ed, that's P-H-Y-S-E-D, E-D, um, like physical education column for the New York Times and read all of her uh, wonderful columns because um, every time you write one of these amazing columns, you know, the next phone call is mine. It's like, <laughs> get, get your little behind back onto the her podcast and let's just make this work she is also the author of the first 20 minutes surprising science reveals how we can exercise better train smarter and live longer yes that's exactly the way it's supposed to be so gretchen i can't thank you enough for being on the herb podcast yet again
1: hey it's always my very great pleasure thanks so much for having
0: me all right, and listen, just keep rocking and rolling. We're going to get through this pandemic, endemic, or whatever it is now. We will get through this, and everyone out there, please take a minute to hit iTunes and rate and review the show because I'm waiting to hear from you. I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Her Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter at PamPeekMD or Instagram at Pam Peake MD, And remember to catch every single episode on iTunes or Radio MD. Thanks for listening today and please stay safe and stay well.